2: Hi, I'm Jules von Hepp.
3: Hello, I'm Sarah Powell.
2: And welcome to Wobble, a podcast about happiness and body confidence. Because
3: we all wobble.
2: In this special episode of Wobble, we are recording in association with the lovely people at Boots. Um, This episode was recorded at Boots Feel Good Sessions, where we're talking all things body confidence with the most insane guest, Megan Jane Crabb, AKA Body Posse Panda. It's one of those interviews, and I don't know about you, Sarah, but I just feel like she hammers in this message.
3: Every single thing she says is gold. It's
2: gold. Yeah. And like I was listening to it on a walk and I had to pull in, sit down on a bench yeah. and just zone <laughs> out. I was like, I need to just connect with Megan right now.
3: Thank you so much to Boots UK for having us. Yes. And here is Megan. Megan, welcome to Wobble. Yes,
4: welcome. I feel so enthusiastic.
3: Oh, good, <laughs> good. That'll dwindle. <laughs> Try not to worry about that. Give it a couple of minutes, okay. Megan. Okay, We'll okay. settle right down. <laughs> Five minutes with us and that will be long gone. <laughs> um, we must start off by saying a huge thank you to Boots, the gorgeous, lovely people yes. at Boots for creating this and letting this happen and showing us to each other, bringing us together. Yes. We must thank them for that um, because they're doing the most amazing stuff. We are both huge fans of your work, Megan. I mean, And we are so excited to have you. It's such an absolute honour to have you on Wobble. One of the reasons that we're here is that Boots have done this amazing survey.
2: Yes. And we're going to pick through these within the episode. One thing that we can point out about this episode is that it has been filmed. So if you're listening to Wobble and you're like, oh, I wish I could see what Megan looks like. You can. You can see her and you can see this amazing sequin jacket, which won't be on you when you leave. Yes. (laughs) I'll be having that. Are we going to fight? Megan, I he, think you could take he me, has rugby-tackled be
3: be people before to get jackets off them. But look, let's <laughs> die, Let's go in because what Boots have tried to do is get to grips with why we feel the way that we feel, like really get into what's going on. Yep. And I mean, this is pretty awful. Only 10% of the nation say that they are fully confident in themselves, 10%. And this is worse. Less than 2% of the nation are happy with their body. Now, I would have said, I'm not happy with my body. You know, I've always kind of body confidence and and body image has always sort of been my thing. 2%, I was still shocked that it is so low. Are you shocked, Megan? Megan?
4: I'm not really because being in the, the body positive community online, I see and hear things every day. You know, my DMs are chock full of people saying how much they hate these various parts of their body. Um, so no, unfortunately, I was not surprised. I wish I was. Yeah. I
2: think there's something quite comforting if somebody's listening to this and they do hate their body that because that statistic is 2%, it means that actually we're all together on this journey. And what you potentially are feeling about your appearance is not necessarily different from what somebody else is feeling, so it's important to open up the conversation about yeah. how you're feeling about your body, because chances are somebody else will be feeling
3: the same. And it is easy to think that you're the only one, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think to be honest, as
4: a culture, the way that body image issues are framed, it's very much filled with self-blame and this kind of message of, well, you hate your body because you're not trying hard enough, or you don't have enough willpower to change it, and that's why you hate your body. It's very kind of individualized. It's your fault. Yes. And I feel that that is actually a very intentional method of high diet culture uh, to make us feel like it's on us to change it and that makes a lot of money.
3: Oh Megan, I feel seen. Yeah. <laughs> I feel seen <laughs> Megan. But that's true because we do. The first response is well I've got to change mm-hmm. and I, you're right I'm not strong enough or I'm not good enough or I'm just not in, or I'm not worth it. I think our self-worth gets caught up in that a lot like I'm not worth making those changes. Whatever we think we need to do mm-hmm. to change in a big way. It'd be good to just start off What does body confidence, what does it mean to you, Megan?
4: Body confidence. I always say to people, I would absolutely love if you woke up every day, look in the mirror and feel like Beyonce. That's incredible. I would love that. But it's more important to me that you know that you're more than your body. And actually, you know that how you look is the least interesting thing about you. You are so much more, always have been, always will be. So
2: that's what it is about to me. Have you always been body confident? Oh, Lord, no.
4: I I started hating my body when I was Five years old, so really, really young. I was dieting seriously by the time I was ten, uh, and I struggled with eating disorders throughout my teenage years. So I had anorexia when I was 14 as well. And it's not until I found body positivity at 21 that I started to unpack all of my body image issues and learn about why I had hated my body in the first place. And it has been a real journey. That's another thing as well with social media. Sometimes you can get this impression that it's click. I, I've discovered the secret. I now love everything about myself. It is not. It is such a process, and it's up and down and. All all over the place there's no one fixed right I've got it because we live in a culture that is always going to tell you that you're not good enough so some days you're still going to slip so it's yeah it's been a real long journey I
2: think that's a really interesting point people really think that body confidence and body positivity just happens overnight and it's something that you're supposed to feel because Mm. oh that's what the images that I'm seeing but actually it is a journey constantly through life
3: yeah so that moment that you had at 21 Mm. Megan what was there a particular thing that happened to you that you were like the light went on
2: there
4: were a few things so it was summer And I had just been doing my regular crash diet, ridiculous workout regime. And I had hit the goal weight, the this is the weight that everything's gonna be freaking perfect and amazing Mm. uh, that (laughs) That I had been chasing. Yes, we all, we all have it. And I hit it and I stood on the scales and I looked in the mirror and I was like, why do I still hate myself? Like, why can I still point out 10 things that I want to change here? This doesn't make any sense. And maybe I can't do this for the rest of my life. Maybe this isn't sustainable. Do I really want to be 80? years old one day and still counting my calories and hating my body. God no I do not. There has to be another way and that kind of culminated um, in finding the body positive movement online and for the first time in my life seeing all these people of all different shapes and sizes saying you don't have to hate yourself. There is another option you don't have to spend your entire life trying to change your body and that just opened everything up.
3: Yeah. And from that moment because you have that moment which I think we've all had haven't we where we go oh, oh yes. my gosh it doesn't have to be like this. Yes, mm-hmm. yes there's mm-hmm. an alternative but as as you both have just said it's a huge journey to then go on it to then because mm-hmm. that's a big ship to turn around you oh know, my gosh isn't it? when you've hated and you've yes. like you've said you've been fixated on that goal weight I've got to get to that because then my life will be perfect and I'll be fixed mm-hmm. so how how does that start? To move. Do you know what's going How mean? do you How start does that moving ne- the shit? Yeah, yes. yes. Also, I think it's not
4: only that difficult, it's terrifying. Yeah. Like straight up, I was so, so scared of leaving behind everything that I had ever known about my body and beauty and weight and worth. I was like, it would be easier to just hold on to this if I shift, then then everything shifts. And I think a lot of people are scared to take that jump. And I completely understand that. But for me, it really got down to I have to deserve better than this. I think that is really the first thing. That I want people to realize is that absolutely all of us deserve better than spending our lives hungry and hating our bodies. None of us deserve to be taught this in the first place and, and make no mistake, we are taught it. None of us are born hating our bodies. This is conditioned into us by the culture that we live in and we all deserve better. Our lives are about more than fitting into a pair of jeans or how we look in a picture. You always deserve better, so go get it.
2: Yeah. Let's talk about pictures because pictures and summer, is it scares a lot of people and I know my audience with body positivity, a, a question that I get asked and I'm sure you do too, Megan, is, well, I, d- I hate myself in photos when yeah. I'm up against my friends. Yeah. And when it comes to being out and in the summer, 70% of people have avoided taking a dip in the pool or going to the beach because they felt too self-conscious. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, uh, that's, <laughs> that's a thing. That's the thing. Yeah. I think this is also something that maybe people don't fully realize is that when you have deep body image issues, it's not just that you don't really like the way that you look. It's that you genuinely don't think you're worthy of being seen and being in the world and living your life and it can be so debilitating you know I spent summer after summer kind of locking myself indoors until I hit the goal weight and then I would wear the bikini and then I would go on holiday and then I would talk to that person that I liked because there's no way I could do it in the body that I had so and this is still happening for so many people I think for me the thing that I try to hold on to, and the thing that I try to tell people is that, let's say you are going on holiday and you're scared to be on the beach. When you are there, you know that you're not actually just an object for other people to pass judgment on. You're not an ornament. You're not a piece of art hanging up in a museum. You are a living, breathing being. You are whole. You deserve to be there and you are there for you. You know, you're there to make memories. You're there to experience things. You're not actually there to be aesthetically pleasing to other people. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when you put it like that because nobody really cares at the same time, do they? You know, it's like, genuinely, like, it's such a big deal. And I know there'll be people listening to this going, the idea of being in a swimsuit or being on a beach is just too much. Mm-hmm. And part of that is we do think everyone's looking at us. Yes. Don't we? We think every, it's all eyes on us. And it reminds me of, um, oh, the, we were talking about this earlier. There was an episode of Wobble that we did um, with Deacon and Blue, with Ella, who's a, an amazing outdoor swimmer. They've sort of done their own research. And a lot of new mums, particularly, and dads, are, are not taking their kids to learn how to swim. Mm because the thought of getting in a swimsuit, especially if you are a woman who's had a baby, Mm. is just too horrifying. So that's a life skill that your child isn't learning to swim because of the way that you feel about your body. It does affect every area of your life, doesn't it? It affects how you enjoy a holiday. It affects how you, you know, whether or not your kids learn to swim. That's how, and I think like you said, Megan, it's easy to just think, oh, it's just about, well, I hate my tummy. Mm. So that's what it's about. But it's not. It's so much more fundamental than that, isn't it?
4: It is, and it's even down to young people in schools. The amount of lessons that I was just glazed over thinking about what I was going to eat for lunch or how many crunches I had to do when I got home from school was ridiculous. You know, all these things that you could be learning and experiencing and exploring, Mm. but instead your mind is so taken up by how you look and how you're going to change how you look.
3: It is so much energy, Mm -hmm. isn't it? And we've all sort of been through just how much energy hating your body takes i mean that must have been a big moment for you as well actually definitely when you feel like you you get that headspace back
2: for me it felt like I could breathe again and it's amazing like the release that you get where you go oh I'm not actually defined by my body and what defines me is everything that I've achieved Mm -hmm. and it's like a switch does suddenly go and it starts tipping and it's just repetition of those nice affirmations to yourself and remembering that you're not defined by your body but I still have wobbles and for me pool parties and events at summer even now even though I post pictures of myself topless online in swimwear Mm -hmm. sometimes the thought of going to a pool party is scary because of pictures and 80% of people in the UK admit to feeling self-conscious in front of the camera especially in the summer yeah 80% 80% Megan what advice would you give to a listener who perhaps has pool parties coming or has that holiday or has that event where they're going away with the friends or the family and they know that there's going to be pictures and they're feeling very self-conscious about it
4: I think practically getting used to seeing yourself in a photo is a skill and perhaps this is something that you can practice at home by yourself in your bedroom You don't even have to post it you can maybe just get used to seeing your body at certain angles and I think The thing is, a picture from your holiday is not supposed to look like the cover of Vogue. Truly, it is supposed to capture a memory. It is supposed to be something that you can go back to and think of the feeling that you felt that day. And when you get those pictures back, we all have been trained to have that tendency to zoom in on whatever part we don't like, whatever part we see as a quote-unquote flaw. The trick is training your brain to zoom out and remember the whole moment. Remember what you are seeing, what you are feeling, what can could you smell really kind of try and be present in what that picture is about zoom out it's not about whatever body part you don't like it was never about that and you deserve to have something to hold on to the actual memory of the day
2: Yeah. and the zoom in is such a thing Mm -hmm. I think that so many times I take pictures of friends or families and instantly as soon as they look at the phone I'm like they're gonna zoom in and they just look and you can see in their brain they're picking through everything that's wrong with the picture and you're right it is about the actual moment and remembering like I don't think people when it was just a push and click and development film would have been like you need to develop that immediately so I can pick <laughs> yeah. all my faults. Like I think I think they will have just got those pictures back yeah. and be like, oh what a lovely day yeah. we had. Yeah.
3: And it's I, I love what you said, Megan, about practicing at home. Because I think the more we see, if you're somebody who avoids pictures at all costs and never wants a picture of themselves, and then you see one that you perceive bad picture. Mm-hmm it's going to be really upsetting. If you've got 10 pictures just on your phone for nobody else's business but yours where you are happy, yeah. That's going to off- there's going to be an offset there, isn't there? Yeah? Oh, absolutely. And it doesn't even
4: have to be pictures of you. I think this is where it is. it sounds so simple but it is still so important that you are seeing all kinds of bodies and all kinds of people Amen. on your social media because the more different body types you see, the more you recognize that your body is just slotting right in into a spectrum of a million different Ways that bodies can be, and that bodies are wonderful and glorious, and deserve yeah.
2: to be celebrated. You control the scroll. Mm-hmm. We Ooh, should talk. About hello. It. I <laughs> <laughs> literally Hashtag. just started, and I was like yeah. taking that, running with yes. that.
3: Yes. <laughs> you can have that, Megan. <laughs> I <I'll>
2: that. <laughs> to you. <laughs> Thanks, I'm a trademark that.
3: <laughs> we, we should talk about social media because we've talked a lot about it on Wobble, and we talked a lot about comparison. Mm. Even with all your sort of knowledge, Megan, do you still have those moments of comparison or being triggered on social media, or how how do you avoid it?
4: Uh, I don't so much with body image anymore I very much still do with achievements uh, the glamorous and exciting things that other people have been doing I have a real um thing at the moment with essentially uh, going to an event and I'm there I know what's going on at the event maybe it's a nice enough time but it's not freaking paradise you know what I mean and then I get home and I see the what the other people are posting from it and they are making it look like the most incredible life-altering experience ever and even I can be guilty of doing that it's very hard not to kind of play up on social media what where we're going and how exciting it all is and what we're achieving and that can still get to me but you know what there's no shame in a a bit of a mute button when you need it yes
2: oh god that mute button but (laughs) at an event if i get home and i see somebody's posted loads of things i just think well you've spent the whole event posting capturing content probably standing on a table to get that shot and actually (laughs) i enjoyed the event and actually for me i'm i'm happier that i did that exactly So just remember, Mm. Megan, you weren't standing on the table.
3: (laughs) We talked, I mean, briefly, just before we sort of came and sat down, we did talk about social media. Mm. And we talked about how you deal with negative comments and things like that. And I loved what what you said about it, because you get a lot, don't you? You, You've had a lot of crap.
4: Over the years,
3: yes. What is it? Where does it come from?
4: I would say that the majority of my blocked list is essentially young right-wing men who just hate that a woman can be confident in herself and uh, are gonna body shame and attack viciously also label anything as feminist they're coming for you uh, let alone if you're like happy in your body and a feminist they they hate that um, so yeah my block list is, is pretty full of that it's pretty full of that but then you get to a certain point and it's coming from everywhere it's coming from all angles
2: just diving into your teenagers where did you get bullied through your teenagers is this something that you've been with all your life or is this a new thing coming in of people having opinions?
4: I'm not sure anyone gets through the teenage years completely unscathed, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I was all right. It was more so in my kind of primary school ages when um, my body just looked a bit different to everyone else's. I was just a bit chubbier. Um, I was one of the only uh, brown people in my class as well. And I instantly realized that I was a bit different and other people realized I was a bit different for that as well. Uh, and coming into this online space, it's, it's interesting because we were talking about um, you have to develop a thick skin on the one hand it's a shame that you have to no one should have to develop a thick enough skin to handle constant harassment it's ridiculous but you really really do and I think for me it didn't take me very long to realize that generally the people who are attacking me are not people whose opinions I wish to put value in these are not people who I wish to give the power to define me and actually the only person who gets to tell me who I am is me yes (laughs) yes
2: I was glad I sat down for that (laughs) that
3: was profound wasn't it? it's like a TED Talk. It was <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED Talk, because <laughs> um, you mentioned that you've you've put this clever filter mm. on your posts. Because I think like you said Pete, there's a lot of pressure that we're meant to be able to deal with it negative comments however they come you know whether they're somebody commenting on your stuff on Instagram whether it's stuff that people have to put up with at work whatever it is and however it looks we're sort of told well you've got to be strong enough you've got mm. to be strong enough to take it and you've got to be strong enough to get over it and toughen not, up yeah and not take it personally and actually there's something really empowering and going no I just don't want to have to see it I just mm. don't want to have to engage with it and it is it's that opting out now mm. isn 't it mm. for, for not sort of fully getting involved with it yes,
4: and i I think it is unrealistic to expect human beings to deal with constant harassment actually there was a, I don't know if you know Callie Thorpe, Mm -hmm. she's Mm -hmm. a wonderful plus size model, anyone listening doesn't know her, check her out and she uh, did a campaign a couple of years ago, so she was featured in Vogue uh, as a plus size woman and was one of the first and the harassment and bullying that she got from that was obscene she got death threats, she had to go to the police about it, it was just non-stop I think they found out where she lived, like it was just horrible and she basically stood up and said, you know what, I don't want to have to grow thick skin for this Yeah. I don't want to have to brush it off and she started a hashtag that was humans not trolls like I'm not going to call these people trolls because it reduces their accountability these are human beings who are doing this to another human being and I refuse to kind of brush it off or take it on the chin and I think that's there is such power in staying soft because these things and existing online can make you hard very quickly can mm. really make you quite cold because mm. you have to build these defensives to protect yourself so staying soft and staying human is a really incredible skill. Yeah. Well,
2: there's a lovely thing that our friend Lucy Sheridan says, if you feel it, it's real. Mm. And people think that just because they're reacting to a situation, it doesn't mean that they're, they're in the wrong for feeling something. And I think it's such a strong take home, because if I feel that, if I'm upset by that, then that's okay. Yeah. It's real. Like, I'm allowed to feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but just to take it back to body confidence, um, 80% of the nation worrying about their stomach followed closely by their thighs and their face. I mean, that is... This is, is me
3: it's me such a big
2: statistic yeah
3: but it's always been my tummy it's always like ever since I can remember ever since like you know you said you were little I can remember being little I can always and I can remember specifically and I've talked about this before on Wobble I was 19 and I was in the gym and Rihanna was like on MTV And I remember thinking, right, that's the goal, like not appreciating at all what I looked like or my current situation. I was like, no, my stomach has got to look like Rihanna's. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. And what I mean, where do we start? If you've got a piece of your body, Mm -hmm. if somebody's listening or me, Megan. Hi. (laughs) um, And we've spent so long, like my whole life. I can't imagine. I, I can't even remember a time where I was happy, to be honest, with my Tommy what how do we start changing that relationship because this has been oh god this has been at least 25 years I'm 35 now and this has been at least that long of hating it I hear
4: you I fully hear you it was always my stomach for me as well no yeah. matter what way I was at that was always the part it could never be flat enough and I I spent the majority of my adolescence really thinking if I could have a flat stomach yes. everything would be perfect yes. my real life will begin I'll be loved and appreciated and successful and fabulous and I think that's a thing that clearly a lot of people also relate to and I now freaking love my belly rolls there's a picture of me upstairs wearing a sequin crop top and and pants and I love it I love the softness I love the textures it rolls like the ocean and I think that's incredible and the way that I got there is first of all I started Following lots of people who were embracing their stomachs, stomachs of all shapes and sizes, celebrating it. And I had to also do a lot of work on how I was relating to my stomach. One of the big things I always say is touch. You know, I, I spent so long kind of standing in front of the mirror, literally pulling at parts of my body and thinking if I could only get rid of this and like tugging at myself Mm. and being so rough with my own body, my body that carries me through every single day of my life. Here I am literally trying to pull it to pieces and I think something that can be a really good starting point for people is to sit with your body, whether you want to do it when you're lying in bed at night or, or on the sofa or in the shower, or whatever, and try to touch yourself with kindness. Try to be gentle. Give your stomach a little stroke. Say things to it. Say things to it. Yeah, literally, you don't have to think you're beautiful, but you can still think, wow the stomach thanks hun thanks for being here and the really really good step to to start with also can we just bear in mind that we only hate our stomachs and any other body part because we've been taught to by a culture that profits from our insecurities and women's stomachs are generally, naturally, they hold more fat there, which is why we've been taught to hate them because we will spend so much time and energy and money trying to change it because it's naturally going to be a bit squishier and that is why we've been taught to hate that part, especially.
2: I think you have one of the most delicious stomachs on the internet. (laughs) I love watching you dance. And when I watch you dance, I just sit there and I'm like, I just really want to like get in there and have a nozzle. Like, it's gorgeous. (laughs) It's so beautiful.
4: that's a new bio if I've ever heard one. (laughs) Honestly,
2: I'm here all night, (laughs) but...
3: We've talked about this a little bit already, but our confidence isn't just determined by the size of our bodies. It's actually the social media thing as well, with 75% of women admit that it makes them feel unconfident because of the things that we've mentioned, the comparison. What I loved about what you said there, Megan, is that it can actually be really positive. It can actually really help. Like yeah. you said, if we're following a lot of accounts of how we think we should look and all that airbrushing and all that whatever it is, it's it can be really useful to see ourselves more, can't it? To use it in that positive way. How do you find those accounts? Like, how would we... Do you know what I mean? Because we've been so used to following the celebrities or, or whoever we've been following. Where are those sort of pockets
4: they're out there they are absolutely out there so um, basically if you go on any Instagram account there's a little arrow on people's profile page it's right under where it says their follow account and then it says message and then next to that there's a little arrow which a lot of people don't realise you click that and it will give you suggested accounts that are similar so if you went on that on my page and you click that it would probably be a bunch of body positive people who would be incredible for you to follow or you know hit up those hashtags there are some great hashtags when when uh, I came into the community we called our the pizza sisters for life and you just hit <laughs> that hashtag and there was all kinds of different people and that was incredible yeah
3: and they are they are absolutely out there there's so so many i think something else that's really important to say is everything's going to look different on different days yes. isn't it for us and it is all a journey and i think there's also that trick that we get to body positivity and then all those insecurities all of those things that have ever bothered us they just melt away they just disappear and do you do you still have those moments, Megan? Do you still, I mean, I know you said less and less, but do you still have a bad day, I suppose is what I mean? Um, or a trickier day? Yeah, I
4: can do. I, uh, whenever I have those days where I can't quite convince myself that my body is incredible, I just like to do things that remind me that I'm more than my body anyway. So I do uh, really embodied things like create, do something artistic, see people who don't give a damn about how I look, go for a walk. Things that have nothing to do with what I look like. Those are the grounding things for me. Yeah, because that's it. That's what I want people to know. You're more. You are more than this.
3: That's phenomenal. To forget about it because the temptation is to fixate, Mm -hmm. isn't it, on it.
2: So talking about your body and what it can do for you and how you kind of separate that moment of body anxiety. For me, I call them wardrobe meltdowns. And it's when you take the clothes out of the wardrobe, you maybe look at the size in the back of the clothes, you start trying things on, things maybe just aren't quite right. And the spiral of doom starts and the self-hatred starts and I'm guilty of this even though I talk about it I'm like you know you just need to break the cycle but do you still do you experience this cycle do you have these moments where it goes and you maybe fall into this trap or is it all plain sailing
1: (laughs)
4: <laughs> so I generally am always on a level of body neutrality and I think that is also a great option. It is not realistic to expect everyone to go from hating their body to loving the crap out of themselves <laughs> every every second of every day. It's completely fine to feel neutral and I think feeling neutral is kind of just looking in the mirror and saying okay, this is what I'm working with today. I'm gonna get on with my day. Uh, This is not gonna take up all of my energy, whatever. Um, So that is where I'm at most days. And I think that is healthier because I'm not fixating either way. I'm just going about my life. And for me, I think I avoid falling back into the really low negative places out of anger because I spent so long putting my life on hold, not believing that I deserved a full and happy and vibrant life because of my body. I absolutely, can I say,
2: you yes. can say whatever you I think like. You, I think
3: you should, Megan. <laughs> I think it's
4: important. Cool. I absolutely fucking refuse to spend another day of my life not living because of how my body looks. No, not happening. Fucking refuse and and that is how I keep myself from falling back down tapping into that anger
3: I mean that's huge Profound. that is because we are taught to fix it my temptation would be if I'm having a bad body day I will fixate on it I will fixate on how am I going to change it what am I going to do oh my god I've, you've done this again you know that mean voice that inner critic really going rampant the idea of just going oh I just won't worry about it today today is not the day to get into this and just to step away from it I mean that I can't imagine it
2: well, One of your friends, one of Sarah's bridesmaids actually, said to me when I was tanning her for your wedding, she said, you know, some days you just have to get dressed and put on clothes that your body wants to wear that day rather than what your mind wants to wear. And I remember being in my kitchen holding this cup of green tea like, what? (laughs) That's amazing, that's so simple. Just put on what your body wants to wear that day, not what your mind wants to wear. And it makes that whole process a lot easier. But confidence levels do increase with 60% thanks to our friends and family. I love that, I love that. I, I need my friends. I need Sarah. You're
3: a big believer in give a compliment, though, aren't you? And 60% of people said they felt good after hearing a positive gesture. I don't know why we're not all telling each other how good we look. Do you know how I mean? And maybe it's because we can't tell ourselves. We don't feel like we can tell Mm. somebody
4: Mm. else. Maybe. Often, especially amongst women, there's always that competitive aspect. We're very much raised to believe that we're, we're all in competition with each other because if, if there's only one way to be beautiful, we must be fighting for it. We must have to make sure we are the most beautiful. So that's uh, that's definitely a mindset that is tricky to get out of. And the idea that you know someone else being beautiful doesn't make you less beautiful. There is actually room for us all because beauty is not a finite resource. It is endless. I value compliments that are about who I am a heck of a lot more than about how I I look because I really I don't need to be hyper focused on how I look, you know, at any point in the day. And it's a very natural thing, you know, it's an easier thing to compliment how someone looks or what they're wearing or their style. Um, and it's nice, but I think we need to be doing both. And especially in young people, yes. especially in young girls, mm. we need to be complimenting them on who they are, their characteristics, mm. what they bring to the world, how how they make you feel, like those are my favorite. If someone says to me, You're Presence has made me feel better about so and so and so and so. Mm. I will hold on to that. I will hold yeah. on to that forever. Way more than you're yeah. gorgeous.
3: And kids do. You know, kids do hang on to those things and they really remember them. There's that amazing sort of phrase: little girls get told they look beautiful, little boys get asked what do you want to be when you grow up. And it's so important to change that conversation mm. with with young girls because we're all conditioned to do it. We're all can just go, oh, you look so pretty. Oh, do you like you dress your hair? Da da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And it, there is a place. For it, but my god there's so much work's got to be done to go wow you were really funny wow you really climbed up that really quickly do you know what I mean or even
2: just with friends like even when you go to someone's house or you go on a night out instead of going oh I really like your dress you could be like oh my god that joke was so funny and actually pull them up on something that they've created that isn't anything to do with their appearance yes
3: yeah. And I think we've got to learn as well to take a compliment, mm-hmm. because I mm. think, you know, people really struggle with that, especially if we're very British. We don't know what to do. Do you know what I mean? If somebody, like, how many times do you go, oh, I, lo- I love you top? And they go, oh, no, it's really old. No, I wouldn't Primark, even, oh, God, I wouldn't even <laughs> put the bins out in it. Uh, it was in the sale. Do you know what I mean? And it's really, I think we've got to retrain ourselves to just take the compliment you know and just say I always say before you say all of that you can still say it was from Primark you can still say it was in the sale but just say thank you
2: thanks babe thanks
3: thank you like I've seen because nobody wants to be rejected Mm. in that way as well do they you know you know what's wild is that I (laughs) I spend so
4: much time now around kind of fellow body positive people that our reactions are just wildly different like I will say to my friend you look smoking today and she'll be like i know <laughs> I'm like yes and, I lo- and we just completely cheer each other but on. we are
3: conditioned to think that that's arrogant yes. aren't we that we're not allowed you're not allowed mm. to agree don't say you look great absolutely don't, you know
4: and there's that whole trope as well of um girls are beautiful because they don't know it you know it's in it's in songs it's in freaking one direction song she's so beautiful but she doesn't know it no yeah. you should know it yeah you should, you should know should it, know
3: it. <laughs> you should be telling her one direction <laughs> telling her so she says it back to you but we are that's a bit that's a big thing I would genuinely feel really uncomfortable to go yeah thanks I know I couldn't do it and it's so weird isn't it because it's it's the point about what you said Megan that it it means that it makes somebody else feel small Mm. do you know what I mean I've got to stay small and I've got to stay humble because that's the only way that you know that that's not going to trigger you or that's not going to upset you and how you feel Mm -hmm. yeah
2: Megan we always ask Every guest who comes on Wobble, what makes you wobble?
4: I would say the thing that probably makes me wobble the most... (laughs) Is when I accidentally step on my dog, and I can't explain to her that I didn't mean it, and that's the most heartbreaking thing because I just wish she would know that I would never try and hurt her. And then, literally, I cry every time. I cry every time.
2: I think she will know. I think she will know deep down. I think she'll see. She'll be like, Meccan's upset. Something's happened, and I shall just lick her.
4: I hope so. I love. Her what so dog much. have you got? I have two. I have a cocker spaniel and I have a cairn Terry And I love when people ask me about them. <laughs> what are oh. they called? They are
3: called Bella and Topsy. Bella and Topsy, yes. and they and it will—it's ha- the yelp, isn't yes. it? You know when you tread on when you, you tread on a dog's tail, and you're right. And they look at you like, what? Why would you <laughs> do just, this to me? Why would you step on me? I'm just here, and yes. it's the, yeah. You can't apologize enough. <laughs> well, I'm, <And> gone. The- <laughs> I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> Megan, I feel like that's one of the best answers. It is the best answer. <laughs> what makes you wobble? Treading on my dog and not being able to apologize. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. If people want to find you, Megan, where should they? where should they look uh, they should just type in body posi panda to absolutely all of their social media perfect
2: you've been an incredible guest thank, thank you, you so very much. much thank you thank you. There's so much in that interview. Isn't oh my there? gosh
3: there's I mean I've heard it at least three times and every time I hear it something new jumps out which I know we say a lot on wobble but yeah. for some reason she's just so insightful she's got so much experience that's what I love she's got so much personal experience of not being body confident. To getting there and it's very easy when you see people who are very positive about their bodies and who do really embrace that sort of uh, space it's very easy to look at them and go they've always been like that It's, it's been easy for them they don't understand what it's really like and Megan does understand and that for me is the most amazing thing
2: I loved the analogy of turning the ship Yes. That was something that really stood out to me. And even chatting to her, just watching how she realized that, oh, I don't always have to feel like this. And that moment, the click of the goal weights, and going. yes, but I still don't feel right. Yeah. And there's something still not right. I loved taking photos of yourself on your phone. You don't have to keep them on your phone. You just have to delete them, but get used to how you look in pictures. I think that is the most incredible take home um nugget of information that really is staying with me yeah i think I think it's gorgeous
3: I really loved what she said about her appearance being the least interesting thing about her I loved saying that because I think that for me for years and years and years I've always fixated on what's wrong with my body and how am I going to change it so to actually step back and go oh do you know what I'm just not going to think about my body I'm going to think about what I'm doing or who I'm with or endless countless things that don't involve what you look like to take a step back and be able to do that I mean that's completely brand new to me
2: and I think there was something really lovely when she said about complimenting somebody it doesn't have to be about what they look like which is a natural thing for me to lean to like oh my god love your dress babes love your hair babes like that's just something that I would do but she really pointed out that a compliment can be about what somebody's achieved yeah what somebody's done like some something a bit deeper and richer than just an appearance and that it really rang home with me I thought it was incredible advice yeah
3: just amazing thank you so much to Megan for coming on Wobble. What yes. an absolute treat to have it. And thank you to the gorgeous people at Boots UK. This was recorded at the Boots Feel Good Sessions. Thank you so much to them for having us. This has been a Wobble Summer Special and we will see you next time for another Wobble Summer Special.
0: it.